Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to the TNT Podcast with your boy, Torres Finney, and my co-host, Tyler Layfield. What's up, Tyler? Hey, man, doing good. Got a fresh cut. I'm feeling good. Ready to beat these fights, man. Haircut looking good on Thank you, sir. Thank you. But you already know, look, we don't brought our boys back once again, Had Jordan you. and freaking Blake. Hey, the best UFC guys that we know. Oh, yeah. Man, I know a lot What's of going guys. going on? Know, <laughs> hey, on? I love, look. Hey, Jordan and Blake know their MMA, baby. So, you know, look, we obviously we know UFC 254 about to start up. I mean, this Saturday is about to be phenomenal. But first, we're going to touch in a little bit. We heard about Connor and Dustin Poirier. I mean, boy, look, man. Uh, I've been hearing here and there, you know, the fight can be in January. You're hearing a lot about which weight class going to fight at. Going to fight at 170, going to fight at 155. Is Khabib going to fight the winner? There's so much stuff all speculated. I mean, what's your thoughts on that, Blake? What you think? Hey, it's the return of the Mac. Oh! The return of the Mac! Oh, man. It doesn't matter when they fight. It doesn't matter what weight class it's in. It's the return of the Mac, the biggest show in MMA. Uh, Man. <laughs> I hope I hope it's at 155, and I hope it's in January, and I hope uh, I hope we get to see the winner face Khabib. But I am excited. It's gonna be a it's gonna be a banger, man. Dustin has improved so much since they last fought. Yeah, we all know what Connor can do. I mean, that's mm-hmm. that's an exciting fight. Oh yeah, it is. What you think, Jordan? Yeah, man. Um, I think this matchup has been a long time coming. Uh, I really do hope it's at 155 because I'm tired of all this nonsense of Connor trying to fight at 170 and then asking for a title shot at 155 after he wins at 170, which should be on his standing at lightweight. You got to win a fight or a couple fights in the division that you want to get a title shot in. It's just that's that's been the golden rule for a long time, and it just bothers me when all these people are just like, no, no, he wins at 170, he should fight for a title at 155. Oh man, it, it bothers me more than it probably should. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> so I do hope it's if a you fight. At, you, there's no reason for you to fight at 170 if the weight class is 155, because actually there are reasons why people cut to 155, and it actually makes a difference. Um, yeah. I mean, that's the same thing when you know, as we get on later, you know, he'll be possibly talking about trying to fight George St. Pierre. You yeah. know, George St. Pierre ain't never been down to 155. You know, that's a different fight than at 170. So, you know, there's a lot of different things. That's the reason why I agree. Connor should make it 155, get down, same with Poirier, and fight this mm-hmm. fight, and we'll see what happens, man. Mm-hmm. It's going to be beautiful whatever weight class it's at. I just hope it actually comes through and happens. Right? Yeah. After the last fight I saw that, it was, what was it, Hooker Poirier? I, I told Oh, yeah. <sighs> to this day, like, to me, that was, like, the best fight this year. I enjoyed that fight so much. Year. God, I yeah. loved it. After watching Poirier that, just does that. After that's watching 40, that, man. going against hey. McGregor, dude, that's going to be sick. Paid him full. Oh, yeah. Yes. So, we got you guys on here for a reason. We got to get these picks in. Last time, I, I don't know. How did it How did it work out? I think for the most part, I think did Torres and I end up tying, or I think we did, or something like that. We that. did, Um, because I, I did lose the last one. If I won one, the last one, I would have won it all, but. You know, Costa <sighs> and Israel, that 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 does hurt me a little bit, man. Yeah. When are y'all gonna when are y'all gonna understand that man is? Where's the Mario fighter? That's yep. what would happen. Where's oh, the Mario fight Israel? 
That's the I'm not even going to answer that, Torres. Torres, I'm not even going to answer that. I'm not even going there, man. Oh, my God. This, this, is my, this is my card to redeem myself. I think I got every single pick. Maybe I got oh, one. Man. I think I got them all wrong. No, you picked I mean, Jan, right? Yeah. No, I because think I, the Polish roots. I thought you picked Jan. Uh, I think I, I think I wanted to, but I went Reyes. Okay. Oh, oh yeah, man. yeah, yeah. We okay. all went Reyes, and then uh, Torres and Blake went with uh, Paulo on the last. Yeah. One, so mm-hmm. yeah, that was surprised rough everybody night. though, man. Yes. Rough hey, night. it was fun though. I enjoyed it. Uh, yeah, it so let's let's go ahead and we'll kick it off with uh, the first fight in the main card: Uncle Live versus uh, Kudalaba. Blake, kick us off here, man. Yeah, this fight is super interesting. I think they fought once. It's already in uh, February, I think. Widely regarded as one of the worst stoppages in UFC history. Um, and I think it's been canceled three, maybe four times since then. Mm-hmm. Um, Kuntalaba kind of faked hurt in the very opening seconds, um, and it got called off. Uh, and this fight, it, it's it's going to be super exciting because these guys now have bl- bad blood, you know, with the history yeah. of it being canceled and all that. And I think uh, Kuntalaba is, is going to pull this one out. I think he's he's the better fighter, in my opinion, in every area. Uh, if you go back and watch that first fight, uh, none of the shots that he was getting hit with were even touching him. He blocked every kick. I think he threw like four head kicks, blocked them all. Um, and Ankolaev was just throwing these wild strikes, no kind of technique, and he was just rushing in. And I, I think – that will uh, be his undoing if it doesn't get stopped early this time. Oh, okay. Well, Jordan, what about you? What do you think here? Uh, yeah, well, if neither of it uh, and the fight actually goes down, um, I'm thinking that Uncle Ive gets it done. So I like the pressure that he had uh, in the very beginning of that fight. Mm-hmm. Uh, the strangest stoppage, one of the strangest stoppages you'll ever see. Um, I don't know exactly if that was Kutalaba's strategy, you know, to just to act weird and to, to make the guy uncomfortable. Or if it was just kind of a thing that he was, you know, just kind of doing in the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just think that the way he started was not a very good, you know, implication of how the fight was going to turn out. Um, so I, I think Uncle Ive's got uh, going to get it done. I like the diversity in his finishes. You see a lot of head kicks, a lot of knees, um, things like that in his KO wins. So I think he's just got a bit more diversity and that he's just going to – I think he's going to take it to him again. Okay. All right. Torres, we got one-to-one uh, one here right now. Uh, yeah. Where do you stand? We got to draw the uh, line Man, it's tough, man. It is tough. But I'm also going with Jordan. I'm going with uh, Uncle Liev. The uh, reason why, uh, I watched that last fight as well. I actually watched it earlier today. And um, as Blake was saying, some of those strikes wasn't effective. You know, they really wanted to hit him. They, you know, they really didn't cause anything big. But when Uncle Liev actually, like, he was tagging him mm-hmm. early on. He was tagging him early on. The thing that I don't think – I think Ayon got a little cocky in that fight. You know, the crowd – you know, at the beginning of the fight, he walked up to him, went straight in his face. You oh, know, yeah. with a lot of emotions happen. going on in that fight. And that's how Ion fights. I mean, he fights with a lot of emotions. Um, I think that's going to be his downfall in this one. Yes, there's no crowd. Um, it's going to be a really interesting fight. Um, I think, mm-hmm. I think, I think, Uncle, I, that's the reason why he only has one loss on his record. And mm-hmm. I think, uh, striking wise, I think he beats him. So take Uncle Ion as well. Okay. All right. I hate to make it 3 1. Because uh, <laughs> bring on the haters, it, it baby. Seems, it seems like lately being up three one hasn't been going too well. <laughs> okay, Tyler. Look, so, we are doing uh, MMA today, not basketball. I'm just, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. 
<laughs> yeah, but hey, I have to make a three-one here. I do believe in Ankalaev here. Um, yeah, like this, going back, I mean, we were preparing for this fight early in this year, like you guys said. It's been canceled a few times. So before one of our shows, I was watching and I'd seen the highlight where he did the little. I don't know. It was like a little taunt he did, and it was it was weird. Yeah, it was different. And, yeah, it was a it was a weird stoppage. You're right. It was most weird. the most odd thing I've seen so far. But uh, but yeah, I think he gets it done here. Um, although, you know, he may not be real smooth or real technical with the shots. I think he has that power to kind of counteract that, you know, and to, to get him the victory. So I'm going to roll with him here. And so we got that being three, one. Now the next fight here is going to be Lauren Murphy versus I'm going to say Lilia Shakarova. And I'm going to pass this to Jordan to start this one off. Sure. Yeah. And that's, that's about as accurate as I okay. think I would get that last name too. So, Sweet. Uh, but yeah, I think this one's almost kind of a, a shoe in for Lauren Murphy. I don't want to assume anything, but she's quite the vet, you know. And she was just yeah, quite fifty. Uh, oh man! Oh yeah, yeah. Locks, yeah, y'all probably lock that in. I'll probably okay. lock that in. Ooh. I ain't scared. I ain't scared Ooh. around here. Yeah, <laughs> Lauren Murphy. Uh, I think she just actually beat Roxanne Montefiore too. So anytime yeah. uh, that a, a girl can come around and beat Roxanne, um, she was actually supposed to fight Cynthia Caldillo on this card, I believe. Uh, but she pulled out, I think, because of COVID. It could have been an injury, but I'm fairly sure it was a COVID uh, complication. And just got this uh, replacement matchup, like, really recently, maybe even today. I could be wrong on that. But um, I think Lauren Murphy's too much of a vet. She's going to take for sure. Money. And, I can, yeah, I'll go with that. Yeah, yeah. Torres, what do you have to say here? Um, I'm on the same train as well. Yes, I'm going with Lauren Murphy in this one. Um Yes, I was looking exactly at the same thing when she beat Roxanne. I remember that fight, and she looked really crisp. I mean, she was on point with everything. I'm not gonna lie; uh, I don't, I don't know much about uh, Lilia uh, Shakarova, uh, as I, her name, but I don't know much about Lilia. Be honest with you, uh, she just come to start going to be her first fight in the UFC. This is crazy. Mm -hmm. I mean, Dana must see something in her, depending on a big time main card like this True. to be her first fight. So. Um, that is something that I am, that is actually lurking with me. Cause I'm like, dang, there's a reason why he done this. But yeah, I don't know, man, to throw in the fire against someone like Murphy, you know, I don't know, especially the way she fought the last fight, but I I'm taking Murphy. We're going to see. It's going to be, that's mm -hmm. a really interesting fight, but I I'll take Murphy in this one. All right, Blake, I'll, I'll let you go first before I go last year. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to follow these guys and go with Murphy. Um, like they both said, her last fight, she looked really, really crisp, and uh, she does have the experience. And even in her, her losses, they're two really quality opponents, Jar Eubanks, uh, Nico Mont Montano, uh, Chukagian. These are, these are quality people in the division. Um, so I'm going to roll with Murphy uh, as well. Okay. Well, you better bring your brooms because that's a sweep. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we, we've, we've picked with Lauren Murphy before in the past. I remember, um, you know, she had a match that we had picked previously. And I kind of, you know, whenever we do the picks, of course, I'm going to, you know, pay attention to those, uh, at least for the most part. And she's done pretty good. She's got the experience, as Torres said. Uh, first, uh, first UFC fight for uh, Lilia. And um, I don't know. I think that the stage might be too big uh, just yet. You know what I'm saying? Like only four, you know, matches they have on at, for her experience level right now, and you know, just tossing her in right now. I just don't know how well that one's gonna fly. Could she pull an upset? I won't, I won't rule it out. You know, it could be crazier things have happened, but uh, I'm not gonna count on it. Yeah, if you if there's any lock tonight, I think this probably would be uh, that lock. I, I would say for sure. 
Uh, so job, Tyler. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Boom. There you go. We're teaming up. Yeah. I, I'm hoping we get to some team ups here in a minute, but next, <clears throat> next one. And this was a, this was a bit of a different one. We were like, you know, how, how did this one, you know, kind of get on the, get on the main card here. But uh, we got Phil Hawes versus Jacob Malcoon and Torres. Start us off with this. Um, um, as I was currently looking, you know, Jacob, Jacob Malcoon, um, I'm looking at some of his fights and he's coming from a different promotion. First fight on the UFC, he's 4-0, uh, two TKOs and two by decision unanimously. So I, I really don't know much about how Jacob fights. Um, it's going to be really interesting. You know, Phil Hall, at least he has the experience. He don't fought with the UFC. He don't fought with Bellator. So, you know, he don't fall on the big stage a bunch. Um, if this is if this is his chance, you know, try to make a rise for the middleweight division. I mean, he's 31, so he's still technically a little bit young, and he got time. And I think this is just another fight that get added onto his career as he rises up. So I think he's going to get ready. To, he's on a four fight win streak. All have ended in the first round. Um, so I think this is another one. Uh, I take Phil Hall's in this one. Could end in the first round as well. So. All right. All right, Blake. Yeah, uh, first, I just want to say I am so upset. This fight is taking the place of RDA versus Islam Makachev, which I know got rescheduled, but that would have been such a great addition to this card. Um, But I'm going to go with Phil as well. Uh, When you look at um, Jacob, he's coming – he's fought four fights, all four in different promotions, so he's bouncing around, none of which are in the UFC or, you know, big-name promotions. And Phil has that contender series experience and it was very recent. So he's dealt with the COVID precautions, the no crowd, you know, he's been there, he's done this routine. And I think, uh, I think he'll get it done uh, based majority, mostly on his experience. Mm-hmm. Okay. Jordan. Yeah. I'm going to have to agree with these guys. I hate to, you know, just keep reeling the same thing, but I think um, it is quite unfortunate that we're having to replace RDA versus Islam Makachev. But if you're the UFC, I can't imagine you not bumping this card up, you know, or this fight up to the main card, rather. Uh, having a guy coming off the contender series like that, I think he just finished the fight in like a minute and 18 seconds on the contender series his last time out. Um, there's video of him, like, grappling with John Jones. So, he, you know, he's, he's got legitimate training experience, obviously, with the big-name guys. Um, but there's also video of, him, uh, video of him online getting flatlined by a head kick from uh, Julian Marquez in 2017 <laughs> on the contender series. So, you know, I'm not sure how much oh. that is worth in the grand scheme of things, but I'm still going to go with him. I'm not going to let that deter me. Um, you know, <laughs> it's just a pick. Yeah. I don't care. We're gonna yeah. go it, it, it can't be worth too much because there's a video of Israel Adesanya getting flatlined, and that's why I went with Costa, and that didn't work out. Uh-oh. So. Hopefully hey, it's hopefully it's not. No, I'm saying you said you it wasn't worth beef, much. Blake, is that what this is, man? You just got beef with Adesanya? That's no, I, I love it. <laughs> oh, he flatlined your boy, man. And petty. Oh man, that's Torres. That boy. hurt. That hurt. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, so yeah, I hate to be the boring pick, but yeah, you got to go Hawes here. He's got the experience. I tried to. I watched a little bit of um, you know, some highlights from these guys. Just think Haas is coming in with a little bit more training, a little bit more experience. Um, Malcoon coming in, I don't know. You know, he's been in the these kind of lesser affiliations. So um, I, I'll just trust what we have right here with Haas and, you know, kind of go with it. You know, if, if he loses, so be it. At least I'm not falling behind because the rest of you guys are picking him too. So <laughs> right. that's, how, that's, how, that's the good part, I guess, if we're looking at it here. 
So now we break into the top three. You know, this is where we're gonna we're gonna separate the men from the boys. This is where right. this is where the money's gonna be made. So <laughs> Alexander Volkov and Walt Harris, two pretty big names here. Two two names that have been in some some main events here in the recent past. So uh, Blake, kick us off here, man. This one has been. This is probably the one I struggle with the most on this card to pick, mm. just because. It's two guys that are pretty s- similar in a way. I- I'm not too confident in the pick, but I'm gonna go. I'm gonna roll with Volkov. Um, Harris did look really impressive in the beginning of his fight with Overeem. Yes, and ended up not, not ending so that. well for him. <laughs> in the beginning, I thought it was gonna get stopped, so I thought he had a W there. Mm-hmm. Uh, he almost finished Overeem, but we he know did. almost did. Yeah, did. what a great uh, story it would have been too. Man. Too yeah. true. Too true. But uh, Volkov, he has fought some of the top guys. Um, some of his recent losses, Curtis Blades and Derek Lewis. I mean, those those dudes are yeah, you know, in, in in contention for mm-hmm. the title. Um, so I think I think uh, he'll get it done. Uh, but like I said, this is definitely not my lock of the night because you know this this one is probably going to be a brawl. They're both stand up guys and could go either way. Okay. All right. So uh, Jordan. What about you here? Yeah, um, anything can happen at heavyweight. So, obviously, it's hard <laughs> yeah. to, you know, know exactly what's going to go down. Um, but, man, I've liked Volkov for a long time. You know, he came over from Bellator, uh, I think, a, a few years ago now. And he started off 4-0 in the UFC, which included uh, TKOs over Stefan Struve, uh, Fabrizio over Doom. He really got mm-hmm. off to a, a hot start, a really hot start. Um, but, but then started, you know, that fight against uh, Derek Lewis. He was dominating until the last 10 seconds, then got starched. Um, so that was quite unfortunate, but man, and he just hasn't found his footing since then. And, um, you know, whether it was, you know, losing to Derek Lewis or even, uh, Derek, um, who was it afterward, uh, Curtis Blades, uh, most recently. Mm-hmm. Um, and there, he had like a lot of time between those fights too. So he just kind of lost all that momentum. And, um, I just think that this is a good fight to get it back with. I think that Walt Harris, you know, we all want the feel good story to come around. Um, and it's very possible, man. He could end up bouncing Volkov's head off the canvas like he did uh, Alexei Olenek. You know, this guy's got insane mm-hmm. power uh, and really smooth boxing. But um, I think that Volkov ends up picking them apart. I think that he gets some of that momentum back in this fight. Okay. Torres. Um, I'm going to go against Grain a little bit, but I'm going with Walt Harris. And the reason why, um, he, if you, anybody, well, I don't know if y'all watch, do y'all watch UFC, UFC Embedded? Yeah, I should watch it. It's, mm. it's really every now and then. Yeah, yeah, yeah I try and catch him when I can. Okay. I really like to watch him. But I've watched some of the stuff with Walt Harris. And, um, you know, Walt Harris, he's been training. He said he's been training for this fight the past 13 weeks. Um, he's been going and doing something. Well, obviously, he's been training in Birmingham, you know, in Alabama, where he's from. But he also been training a little bit with Alistair Overeem as he asked him right after their fight. So, you know. And, Very mature of him. And, exactly. And as we already said, you know, he almost called Overeem. But Overeem did getting caught in a lot of his fight. Hey, remember Rosen's yeah. fight? <laughs> that know, fight should have got mean, stopped. Exactly. There's a lot of fights Overeem has been getting caught. But that's the problem, getting caught. And that's the same mm-hmm. thing that happened with Volkov against Derrick uh, yeah. Lewis. He got caught. I mean, he had to fight. The man could have ran around the whole cage and won the fight. But he got caught because he left his chin high. That's one of the things I look at Alexander. You know, his height, as some people say, height can be an advantage and also can be a disadvantage because that leaves that chin very high and he gets dropped. 
Now, his last fight against Curtis Blade, he was going against basically, basically what Curtis Blade did was wrestle wrestling the whole fight. It was a wrestling match. And he just laid on top of him. I remember that fight. And Dana White was bad, and he was trash-talking all yeah, this. Yeah, Curtis Blade. Yeah. And Curtis Blade called out Nagano, and I'm like, dude, you'll get dropped again. But, you mm. know, I look at Volkov, and I'm like, that win against Greg Hardy, to me, is more of like, a sparring, a sparring fight. We knew Greg a, Hardy wasn't ready yet. That was a bad fight. Yeah, yeah. Greg that Hardy was a wasn't bad ready fight. Yet. Yeah, it was it just was to hold the place bad. on the card. Is all it exactly. Really was so they just threw him on there just to throw him on there. Uh, the Curtis Blade, basically, when he actually fought a real contender, he struggled. And then Derek Lewis, obviously, he lost that one. You know, his last good win was against Verdun. But you take that away, basically, he struggled the past three fights. So. I think I don't know, man. I think his chance for the heavyweight title has slowly diminished. He's just a constant guy you can always throw in the card. But I think Walt Harris, but because of his daughter and because of what he who he is trained with, and this would be a big win for him. I'm taking Walt Harris in this one, man. Okay. All right, Torres. You ready to team up? Guest against the host. Let's do it. <laughs> Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna do it. It turned out pretty well last time. Uh, I, th I think it turned. Out, I'm pretty sure it did. Uh, we did. One of, these, we one of the yeah, one of these team ups ended up working out. But yeah, I gotta go with Torres here. I had it in my notes, but uh, I think Walt Harris can definitely pull this thing out. I know last time we got burned with it, Overeem, and you guys make a great point in that match. You could argue it should have been stopped. I mean, he was beating the dog crap out of Overeem, but Overeem just somehow ended up hanging hanging around. He ended up flipping over. Kicking out his legs and staying alive and like a hair in a biscuit. I don't know how <laughs> how it happened, man. But it, but it, it happened and um, really, I think that it comes down to if this is like a stand up fight, if this is all striking, which it has yeah. the makings to be. I, mm -hmm. I like Harris's chances here. Now, if this ends up coming to something, because I saw um, Harris kind of got watered down against Overeem when he started kind of getting mm -hmm. on his back, weighing him down, you know, making him really work. <clears throat> And mm -hmm. that's his, that's that could be your disadvantage, as you know, when you pick guys like this. But um, I think this could end up being a stand-up match. And I, like I said, I like Harris's chances here, so I got I'm gonna roll with him. I'm gonna roll with him. So we got we got our first team picks here, guest versus host. We got here. There you go. You love to see it, baby. You love to see it. So that leads us to our co-main event here: Robert Whitaker versus Jared Cannonier. Jordan, kick us off here. Thank you. Um, so uh, a quote that's been going around um, quite a bit lately from the great Roy Jones Jr. to Israel Adesanya. Y'all truly must have forgot because Robert Whitaker, that he is the Reaper. He embodies the name <laughs> 2AT. This man catches bodies. Bobby Knuckles. Bobby Knuckles. out these knuckle sandwiches, man. Knuckle, I swear knuckle. to God. I swear <laughs> to God. Yeah, catch him. This knuckle, knuckle, man. That's what he's gonna do. I think he's going to come out here. And, man, so going into the Izzy fight, y'all know how much I'm an Izzy fan. Y'all know how big of a fan I am. Oh, yeah. But in that fight, I couldn't pick a winner. I could not do it because I love both guys so much. I'm a huge fan of both guys. Yeah. And they're both so good just in different ways, right? But Whitaker, man, I think he's got that heat back. You know, he's got that interest. He's got that drive back. He said he got burnt out a little bit before that Adesanya fight. Not the reason he lost. Not what I'm saying. Uh, I don't even know that it played a factor. Adesanya is just that good, I think. But – uh, uh, re-motivated uh, Robert Whitaker, I think, 
puts knuckles to just about anybody's division. And we've seen when he's truly on it. He's in and out so quickly that left hook is money. Um, and the man can wrestle too. I don't know if anybody knows this, but he uh, represented. Not he bad. was about to. Yeah, he was a, about to represent Australia in the uh, Commonwealth Games or something like that in 2018. But the only reason he didn't actually do it was because uh, the UFC made him not do it because he was still the champion mm-hmm. and didn't want him getting injured and not being able to defend his title against Romero. Makes so sense. the man can wrestle and the man can put some knuckle sandwiches out like it ain't nobody's mis- uh, business. So I got to go with Robert Whitaker, and he's going to remind a lot of people why he was the middleweight champion. Okay. All right. I like. I love the the uh, the trivia you pulled out there because I, I sure didn't. I'm know just saying. About that. Cool. I, I read it. Ten minutes ago. Let me tell hey, you. Hey, you did yeah. your homework. You did your homework. I did not know that. All right, Torres. So uh, give us your take here. Um. Well, man, let me tell you something. This is hard. I'm not gonna lie. This is uh. This is really hard. Um. Jordan made it more like an easy go. Like you should. Look, you y'all must have forgotten. But I think we must have forgotten as well. Or Manson ain't fought in a year. But I mean, not Manson taking back. Cannonier ain't fought in a year. Mm-hmm. And Cannonier, boy. Oh. It's easy to forget that. Scary. 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 That man is scary. 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 Like, that's a scary son of a – yeah, I remember. Yep. The, he, one thing I always, they used to teach us, like they tell you, the last thing that you'll lose before anything else, you'll, the last thing you'll lose is your power. And Cannoneer, I mean, he started at heavyweight, fought with the big boys. I mean, anybody he can fight with, he fought with the big boys. Then with the light heavy, obviously, you know, he lost the – the guys who were just in the light heavyweight fight, he lost to Rez and uh, Blackwood. He, he lost to both of those guys. Wow. So, but he went went to war with them. Problem is, he don't want the last three fights in middleweight. And all of them have been TKOs. Now, we know that Anderson Silva, you know, with his leg and, you know, yeah. not looking for the heel and all that. He beat David Branch, you know, pretty decent win. And then Jack Manson mm-hmm. destroyed him. Touched and the punch looked like he knocked him out. Yep. It wouldn't even, it didn't even look like he barely touched him. But he dropped him. Look, man, I don't know, man. That's hard. This is like a really hard pick, and I'm still like on the fence on it. Like even with Darren Till fought Whitaker, like yeah. Till yeah. dropped Whitaker. He dropped. Him. Yeah, dropped. Yeah. But yeah. now I will say, if anybody got a channel in anything, is Whitaker. Like he got one of the best chins in the UFC in the history of the game. And I don't know, man. It's tough. But I might have to go with Whitaker because if anybody can go with a beast, um, he has went with your Romero. I think he learned his lesson a little bit from Israel. He did get caught against Teal, got cut. Uh, it's going. This is going to be a closer fight, man. It could. It could end really early. It could be. You know, could be. Could be like fight of the night, maybe. You think? It no, could I be think it could be. Yeah. It could easily be a fight of okay. night. Yes, it right. be fight of night. But I'm going with Whitaker in this one. It's okay. hard. So it's given hard. The Whitaker. So we got two, two Whitaker. Are we going to see the same from you, Blake? Or are we, are we going to go against the grain here? Um. So in the past, I have a bad habit of picking with my heart and my favorite. I picked Till over Whitaker. You did. Um, I went with you. There you go. We I went down that hill together. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> um. But in life, sometimes you got to learn lessons. And I definitely learned my lesson that night. Bobby Knuckles, I made a statement. I said, Till will beat him. And, you know, Whitaker will kind of phase out. You know, he'll, he'll just be one of those guys who's champ. How wrong. I mean, I couldn't have been more wrong. Uh, he fought a beautiful fight against Till. Uh, so I will never pick against Bobby Knuckles again unless he's fighting Izzy. Um, so I'm going to roll with Whitaker. I think – um, <clears throat> Cannonier has an impressive win over Hermanson, 
but to me, that's just a totally different style of fight. Um, when you look at Hermanson, he's polar opposite of Bobby Knuckles. Um, so I think this one will be more standing up. And like uh, Jordan said, if it does go to the ground, Whitaker has in all the qualifications to be the leader there as well. Um, so I'm going with, with Whitaker. Uh, but I do see this being just a crazy fight because uh, Cannonier, I can't remember who, he, who it was against, but he was just standing there walking forward, hands down, like with his mouth open, just taking punches. And I'm like, this oh, dude yeah. is an <clears throat> animal. This guy is scary. But uh, Whitaker is not afraid of anybody. Till Izzy Romero, yeah, he's he's been nobody scarier than Romero. So uh, mm-hmm. I think he gets it done. Dang man, I I, I got to make it a clean sweep here. I had Whitaker already here. Jordan, you you've you've talked me into it even more because of <laughs> the wrestling factor. It definitely makes it a lot more intriguing to go it with that does. side. It should it definitely does. be um, a good fight though, like you guys are saying. I just think at the end of the day, maybe what kind of separates these guys is the experience. Whitaker's faced, you know, some of the best in the game. And um, I don't know. Cannonier's still working his way up, I think. You know, when you're looking at the records, I mean, Whitaker's definitely, you know, fought more, you know, matches than him. Um, man, yeah, but it, sh- it should be a good fight. But I, I got to go with Whitaker here. Um, I don't know. I just think, you know, it's it's really scary. I've seen him against Hill. I've, I've watched the, the fight against um, Adesanya, but now that you're saying that he's coming with like a different, you know, he's coming with some extra juice. He's coming with a little extra fire under he's him. He's got the juice now. That's, That's scary, right. man. He's got the juice. So I don't know, man. I got to go Whitaker here. So let's see here. I don't know. I'm going to go Whitaker, but that will definitely leave us with one more match here. One more match, guys. And it's the main event. And man, everybody's ready for this one. It's going to be Habib versus oh. Gaethje. And. Man, it should be crazy. Oh. Torres, you, you're going to kick us off here, man. Go ahead. Oh. What? Ooh. Let me tell you something, bros. Look, man. Dude. Oh, my God. Look. Look, y'all. Um, there's so much in this fight. We probably need a whole show to talk about this, to be honest with you. But it, it, it it's just so – look. Yes, thank you, Tyler. Look, Khabib, in this fight, alone – I mean, man, he's trying to get the his, his father dying. I mean, so much is on the line. Then you got Justin Gaethje, the underdog. I mean, he messed this whole thing up, and he got another chance to do this. I mean, from the beginning, we've all been looking forward to Ferguson and Habib. That's what that's what that's day one. But the thing is, Gaethje can't come in, stop the twelve fight win streak. Say, hey, man, I want to fight the champ. Dang, he takes on Habib. And this is, to me, the first time Habib actually fights a man that you just ain't get, you just can't take down, bud. You just ain't going to be able to wrestle him easily. And it's a whole different game because Gaethje is a wrestler. Not only is he just a wrestler, all-American wrestler. I, I mean, dude, and he don't even use it much in this fight. Plus, I think this is the most powerful. Now, if you want to talk about best striking, obviously, Connor, um, his, Habib has fallen. But power. Power behind each strike. This is the most powerful fighter he has ever fought. And a lot of people talk about Habib's chin, you know, because I've seen some things about his chin. You know, they say he's got a strong chin. Because for one, he don't take many shots. He doesn't. I don't know, man. It's going to be really interesting to see. If he gets hit with one of those hooks, man, I don't know. 
I don't, I don't, I just, I can't even imagine Habib unconscious on the, on the ground. I can't even imagine that. But I, I'm going to wrestle myself, and I stick by it. But look, your hands don't mean none of your back, but And I'm going with Habib in this one, bro. There's so much on the line. I mean, he's just a monster. His ground and pound is unmatchable, in my opinion. I've never seen nothing like it. I don't think we will see anything close to it. I mean, you got Shamaya. Uh, you know, his striking a little better standing up than Habib so far. But, look, he's fighting for his father, man. And that's a lot of weight on Habib's shoulders. And if any time we've seen Habib in the pressure moments, he's always come through, obviously, with his undefeated record. But he come through and dominates. Mm -hmm. So, uh, I got Habib in this one. This is going to be my lock of the night, even though it's a really close fight. This is my lock of the night. And I'm not going to lie to you. I can honestly see Khabib, Habib finishing the fight in the third or fourth round. I don't okay. think it goes on five. All right. All right. Blake. What an interesting fight, man. This fight is is crazy. I feel like every fight with Khabib, where we talk about like, oh, this is, this is the fight where we see somebody offer something Khabib hasn't seen yet. You know, we saw that with, with Connor, with his one-punch power, all that. We saw that with Poirier, uh, you know, his paid-in-full mantra, and he was going to be the one to do it. And now we're seeing that again with with this one. I just don't think there is that guy out there that can stop Khabib at what he does. Um, and I think that this, is, this fight uh, is really going to cement his legacy, in my opinion, respect to all the, the legends. But when – this fight is said and done. I don't see how anybody can argue against Khabib being the GOAT. Um, I, I see Khabib getting it done. <clears throat> but if there was ever a fight to bet on a live underdog, it is Mr. Justin Gaethje, man. He is uh, – he's different. He's different uh, in, in every way. First people that Khabib has fought before, he has that power. He's not afraid of Khabib. Um, I think there's been a lot of people, especially Connor in the past, who have talked about not being afraid of Habib, but in the back of their mind, you know, they had that 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 little voice saying that they should be afraid. Mm-hmm. But I don't th- I don't think Justin Gaethje's afraid at all. Um, I think he believes in his wrestling, even though we really have not seen that out of him in the UFC. Uh, we hear a lot about him being all American, haven't really seen it much. Uh, but I think he believes in his power and his wrestling. And I'll say this, if, if Justin is going to win this fight, he's going to have to attack early, um, which, you know, we say that about every Habib fight. But uh, <clears throat> if you look at the Michael Johnson fight with Habib, you know, Johnson came out swinging and, and got Habib hurt early. So I think if Justin's going to win, it's going to have to be early. He's going to have to come out, defend a few takedowns, um, and maybe he'll have a shot. But I see Habib doing what he does to everybody else taking him down, beating him up, getting the win. Uh, you know, everybody every everybody thinks they're different to get in there with him. I think I've said this before on here. There's that Dustin Poirier in between rounds first. Khabib was like talking to his coaches, and he was like, I, I just can't get him off me. And I, I think it's different once you get in there, and I think Justin's going to be the next guy to find that out. Okay. All right, George. Lock of the night. Lock of the night. Oh, so two locks. Lock wow. of the night, baby. Wow. Whoa. All right, Jordan. 
Man, so there are so many moving pieces for this fight, man. Um, so we all know that Justin Gaethje loves to fight with that reckless abandon, you know, like like Blake was talking about. The man just truly isn't scared. Um, I feel like if there's anybody that he might be scared of, it's Justin Gaethje. You know what I mean? Because he, he's constantly talking about just the, uh, you know, just the struggle that he has in his own head. You know what I mean? Just talking about, you know, I, I, I tell these things to myself all the time. Like he's always, you know, talking about, you know, the self uh, degradation and things like that, just to, to build himself up stronger. So like he's his hardest fight, I think. And so that's a man that truly wants to learn. That's a man that truly uh-huh. gets better every single time that we see him. And as of late, he's kind of shed that whole fight with reckless abandoned mentality. You know what I mean? So against Tony Ferguson, uh, those are some yeah. of the most controlled punches and controlled combinations you'll ever see in your life. And this sure. is a guy that was fighting Michael Johnson and got what dropped by Michael Johnson when he first got to the UFC or something like that. So that was a, that was a much more of a slobber knocker than it really had to be for Justin Gaethje. Um, but we've really seen him kind of, you know, uh, curb his enthusiasm, if you would, and really just dial in that chaos into a way that can be super controlled and manipulated uh, by himself and Trevor, Trevor Whitman. Um, but, man, have we ever seen Habib in any real trouble? So that's the, t- that's the tough part. I do wonder if the pressure that Habib is going to be able to put on him with his wrestling might kind of chip away at that newfound control. You know, okay. that newfound uh, self-control that's really led him to this dance in particular with that fight against Tony. Um, I do wonder if we're going to see Habib start to peel away those layers, you know, and uh, really bring out that old gate, uh, that old gate that makes him too willing to take damage. You know what I mean? So too indifferent to taking too much punishment. And, hey, man, Habib can dish it out for 25 straight minutes. He can dish it out for 25 straight days. That man doesn't care. So if you're coming in here and you're Justin Gaethje and any inkling of that old Justin Gaethje shows up, I think it's Habib all day. I think he just takes him down. I think he kind of imposes his will. And, and Gaethje's just a little bit too much of a gamer, at least in his you know origin that we've seen, uh, to really shy away from a, a scrappy dogfight like that against Habib. I think Habib gets it done, but I just wonder how. You know, I wonder mm-hmm. if uh, Gaethje's able to stop any takedowns. You know what I mean? Uh, Habib loves to put uh, put people up against the fence. Um, he doesn't really shoot out in the open. And so if he can't take him down against the fence, he probably can't take him down in the open. So mm-hmm. if he can't get Justin down at some point, he's going to catch some knuckle sandwiches for sure. Yeah. Um, and we're going to see how that goes. But, man, I think in my heart I'm just – I'm seeing Habib get it done. Good, I don't think it looks exactly like it always does. I think there's going to be some struggle. We're going to see a little bit of blood. We're going to mm-hmm. see, a, see a little bit of humanity in Habib. Uh, Habib has never any, bled. That's okay. Yeah, I know. I think we're going to see a little bit, though, man. I think this is going to bring out a new part in him as well. So Okay. So, Habib is who you got? I got Habib, man. I think All right. Done. All right. So, last guy here. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go against the grain. I'm going Gaethje here. I have to go with it. I like the power. I think if anybody can, can get it done, it, it might be him. I know I, I messed up against Usman, and it feels like I can definitely get screwed over again with that. You know, when I took Masvidal over Usman, it feels like that same kind of thing where um, – you know, um, Habib can really just control the fight, just slow it down and just take it over. But I'm going to go Gaethje here. I like how you, you said he takes things personal and he's against his own head. It reminded me of Michael Jordan. And that's when I took it yeah. personal. You know, like when he, when he does it. So that's a winner's mentality. That's I got, winner's I'm gonna, mentality man. Yeah, I'm going to go with him here. It separates me. So if he wins it, I win the picks just about. So I'm going I'm to go with that here. But Well, one of the main things is, you know, before we finish, like Habib, what if he loses to Gaethje? Like, what's next for the brother? Like, what's next for him? Because, like, I don't know. 
I mean, we know what happens if he wins, you know, more than likely the GSP fight. But if he loses, I mean, 28 and 1, what, what's next? Do we avenge that Gaethje loss? What do you think, Jordan Blake? Yeah, um, that is kind of an appealing offer. You know, I'm sure if Habib loses and they offer him that immediate rematch, which I could kind of see them doing. I mean, that would be probably what he has first and foremost in his mind. Um, but, man, that division is so stacked. I don't know. I don't see them not offering Habib a rematch, but that's only going to log jam the division even more. You know, it makes who, who else do you got that? What are some? Who are some of the names? Uh, I mean, you got guys like Dustin Poirier, who's either Poirier. the winner of, of Connor and Dustin Poirier. Uh, you got Michael Chandler, who just got signed. You got Tony Ferguson, who's trying to get, you know, that rebound win. So it's just the the killer of all killer divisions, you know what I mean? Um, I can still see him doing the GSP fight, though, man, even if he loses. It does lose a little bit of shine and a little bit of attraction, but I can still see it going down. Okay. What's your name, Blake? I'm going to throw out an idea, and I it's it's – not been discussed because I don't think anybody's ever even thought of Habib losing. But if there was ever a time to create the 165 division, oh. that would be it. Right, dude. GSP, GSP <laughs> Habib 165 inaugural belt. Make it happen. I'll buy the pay per view. I won't even stream it. I'll buy it. <laughs> See, the only problem, like, the only problem is that that's the last fight for both of those dudes. So if both exactly. of them fight for a title, so you gonna have a vacant belt, and they both yeah, retire, hey, you have a ass. you have a vacant belt, and then you can rebook. Was it two years ago when Dustin Poirier and Nate Diaz wanted to fight at one sixty five? Uh, Boom! You lost me at Nate Diaz. <laughs> <laughs> no, but on a serious note, um, that idea is crazy. It would be extremely fun. But I'm gonna agree with Jordan. I think uh, I think you still go fight the super fight. Get your you know your big payday. Not that he needs it, but he's already rich. But get your big payday. Get your big fight. Um, then you're out. Yeah, that, that's what I see as well. And even if he do win, I mean, I've heard I've heard about whether GSP may or may not fight. I think he will fight. You know, there's so much money in this man. He'll fight Habib. But even if he don't fight, I can truly see Habib's final fight, that final 30-0 and being against Tony Ferguson. I think the Conor thing is behind Habib. Um, I ain't gonna lie. I am a guy that would love to see that rematch because yeah, be cool. I think a, a Conor a second time Hey, he's a beast, man. It's, it's, it, I think it'll be different. I think if anybody can handle it. So, so is it set in stone that he's he's done at 30, at 30, uh, 30 matches? That's what he's saying. He's saying oh, yeah, his father's wishes. Do y'all think he's, he's like, like – That's what his dad wanted. Do you think yeah. – oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, if, it, if that was his dad thing, then, yeah, I don't mm. – Not if he fights longer, we could see. You know, you be, know. I mean, it'd be, it'd be cool, yeah. but, I mean, what do y'all – do y'all think he would legit, you know, think about it? I mean, because it, it, it'd be a big – big payday for him but yeah I, I think with Khabib he's a lot different from these other guys because you, you listen to yeah he's very traditional he's very calm he's not worried about you know all these like extracurricular activities like a guy like Connor um, and I was watching him today and he was basically saying like he doesn't have to why why he doesn't even have to do this fight like COVID's going on all his <clears throat> his father's death all these different things. He just loves sure. competition, you know, and he heard all these people saying like Gaethje's the guy that could beat him and he loves competition. So he said, let's, we'll see. Mm. We'll find out. So, so I don't know if he would retire mm. at 30. I mean, he's 
his father was his hero, so he may honor his wishes, you know, and do that. Mm-hmm. Um, Respect. But if, but if he doesn't, there's some really interesting fights to be made. So I hope he doesn't. Either way, yeah. go. I hear him. Yeah, I think I think he's definitely he has that uh, that respect now that if he were to lose this, um, if he wanted a rematch, they they'd have to give it to him. Even if it would log jam everything, you know, they they kind of have to give it to him. I mean, you got Blake here calling him the goat. Do y'all think he's the goat? Torres and Jordan. He is up there. He's up there. He's up I there. Know. I don't I don't know if I'm qualified yet enough to <laughs> to I'm give him this. My thing when you I'm gonna say this. I can't put him above. Okay. I can't put above John Jones yet. Um, even though, let's say if he fight GSP and he, even if he beats GSP, I still can't put him above GSP just yet until maybe I have to see that fight. But GSP, the way he, to me, GSP, if you take away all the PEDs and all the other stuff, all the off the out of the cage stuff with John Jones, to me, GSP is the true goat. Mm-hmm. But um, even if a beat beats him because he's an older guy, but. I don't know, man. I don't know. He'll be he'll be striking because when I think about goat, I think about it in all areas. And GSP wasn't no top tier striker like that. Now he could strike, but he wouldn't know. Oh my God, type striker like John Jones was. Mm-hmm. But just like John Jones got it on the ground and he got it standing. Habib just ain't got it standing. You know, I that's hard. Now he's a goat. He's a, one of the greatest of all time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But just call Not him of all of them. You know. His, his stand-up game just isn't there enough for me to give him that okay. title. Yeah, I, I think if you do uh, approach the GOAT conversation from that uh, from that point of view, so just the, the talent aspect and, you know, being well-rounded, you know, enough to be considered the GOAT, I think that you do have a, a really good point. Um, but I, I just feel like I look at it from just a dominance perspective. Like I your peak. That, yeah, well, if you're as dominant as Habib has been, I think, and if that's leading you to dominating victories over guys that are perhaps more well-rounded than you are, but you just have that one specific skill that you can impose on anybody day in and day out, fight in, fight out, it's hard for me to not call him the GOAT, you know what I mean? But you got guys like Henry Cejudo, too, who's in there as well. I mean, Olympic, you know, gold medalist, uh, flyweight champion, bantamweight champion. You got guys like uh, John Jones with the whole PED stuff, man, it's really made me a little jaded. Um, and even I hate to say it, Anderson, um, but he was from a different era. Even John Jones was from like a newer area era. I love Anderson. Mm -hmm. Um, GSP was from kind of that same era, but a little bit afterward, man, those, those guys are your goats for sure. But if we're talking about guys, you know, minus PEDs, and if we're talking about just pure domination within the sport, then Habib has to be in the conversation for sure. He is legacy. No question. Only lost one round. Only to lose one round now, out of 58. It's if, crazy. If he were to beat GSP, GOAT. Because I like, okay. like you, I consider GSP the GOAT. Like, that, whenever I watch GSP fight, I almost cry. Like, it's that much of a masterpiece every single time. You want to talk about washing people on the scorecards? He was the original Habib. You think Habib yeah, washes people on scorecards? Watch some of GSP's fights, too. He okay. does the exact same thing. You Except know, George. He can kick my two years off too. Yeah, he really can, man. He oh really can. man! I will right. you just I as quickly. Blake, Blake's wanting to hop in here. What you got, Blake? Yeah, for sure. To me, the uh, the GSP fight would all depend on what weight it was fought at. I don't have they said what speculated anything. Not yet. I think Not they said one sixty is what I've heard. One fifty five, bro. Because to me, would go. To me, if it's if it's under like one six, they wouldn't do it at one sixty five. So if it's not at welterweight. The fight doesn't mean as much to me because you got GSP who's super long intervals between his last fights, and he would be cutting 
a lot of weight at the most weight at, in his career. Yeah, yeah, at a at an older age, so I think that he would be at a big disadvantage there. But the reason that I I think Khabib is the goat is because if you look at the history of the UFC over the past four five years, there has never been a division with as many just killers as 155. I mean, you look at the top 15, every single person in there is just unreal. Like these guys are top of the line and Habib just lines them up and knocks them down. And like, yeah. like Jordan was saying, He's lightweight me, daddy, bro. That's lightweight. Daddy. Hey, That's lightweight daddy. daddy. <laughs> to me, like I, I agree with Jordan. It goes off dominance. Um, can my skill set beat your skill set, whether it's striking, okay. grappling, whatever it is? And uh, he has proved that his skill set can beat anything. I mean, he's faced guys that can wrestle. He's faced guys that can strike, and same result. So, okay. At this point, it's basically like when you're playing Mortal Kombat and you just start out in the in the in the mode that you're in, and you see all the people that you're about to have to fight. Yeah, about to fight. You see like Goro at the very top, or, <laughs> yes. or something like that. Armageddon at the freaking end. He's at the very top, man. You have to make it through all these other killers to get to him. And he's been able to just smack these guys back down. Man, he says, mm-hmm. back at the line, man. Try better luck next time. Yeah. Well, this this weekend should be great, guys. Blake, Jordan, always a pleasure getting you guys on. Always. Yes, man. This is going to be a good one. Uh, hopefully, next time we're back around, we can discuss this. Maybe we'll see some surprises this weekend. So, uh, But, man, it was fun. Thank you guys so much for joining us. Thank all you Thank listeners you. out there for you know for listening into us. Continue to subscribe to us on Apple's uh, podcast or on, uh, or on Spotify, and follow us on Twitter at the TNT Podcast or on Instagram at TT underscore Podcast. But thank you guys so much for listening, and we will see you guys next time.